Hey everybody, welcome to the Power Hour of Love. I'm Charbo and this is... El Bandito. How's it going tonight, El Bandito? Oh man, I'm having an awesome night tonight because it's not Groundhog's Day, so that's great. <laughs> oh, you know it, man. You know it. You know, it, it came and gone and, you know, like... Uh, what did they say? I, I know there's going to be like another six weeks of winter, according yeah. to that little uh, that little groundhog, well, Phil. What a shock. I think that's never not been the case. <laughs> <laughs> Always kind of a go-to, right? But Absolutely. You know, definitely it's on all the calendars, man, so people still celebrate Groundhogs. Day. Yeah, they do. They make a big deal out of it, have big parties, conventions. There's a whole bunch of events we're going to let you guys know about later uh, towards the end of the show. Um, but Today, we're going to dedicate the show to all sorts of time loops and crazy stuff. Ooh. <laughs> oh, you know it, man. You know, it's like, it's funny because, you know, uh, Groundhog's Day, you know, the movie that came out in 1993, mm-hmm. you know, really kind of set the stage for this. And I mean, it's just, you guys are going to be real surprised in all the different facets of media that this has popped up in. Absolutely. And kind of celebrating the movie and the fact that it gave birth to its own trope. Like it's called the Groundhog Day trope. It's not the predestination paradox or anything like that. It's a specific sort of trope and time loop where you, you know, keep coming back to the same day, the same event, the same few hours, the same, you know, time just over and over and over again. And you keep reliving it over and over and over again. So if you haven't seen the show, we're going to run down a little bit of just what Groundhog's Day is. So if, if you haven't seen the movie back in the day, uh, you know, all you millennials out there and stuff, stick around. You're going you're gonna to get to see some cool stuff. But I just wanted to take a minute to let you guys know about an exciting, super awesome event that's actually happening next week right here on the Power Hour of Love because we'll be celebrating our three-year anniversary for doing the podcast. <laughs> oh, absolutely, man. You know, it, it's really amazing to, to, to think that we've been doing this for, for so long. You know, we started off on Podunk Radio doing our, our radio show, and, man, mm-hmm. now we're, you know, we've gone to the, the visual medium, man. I just know, uh, you know, a lot of folks have been listening to us for a while, man, and now they just love that they get to see our beautiful faces, too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We're going to have to work this out so we can see their beautiful faces as well at some point, you know, because that's something I'd really like to do because I've seen some of the people posting in the Facebook comments before and there's some sexy women's out there listening watching the show man oh you know <laughs> it man and that's the thing man you know if it's your first time tuning in man why don't you tell them what the power hour of love is all about absolutely here at the power hour of love we like to dedicate an hour to a bunch of stuff that we love man because you know out there in the world today there's so much media and entertainment that's just negative you know they're trying to tell you that everything's bad oh your water could be poisoned oh there could be bombs dropped any minute and it's like man we don't take the time to stop and appreciate all the awesome stuff that's around all the time so we're taking the time to spread the love we hope you can spread the love like and share the video that'd be super awesome help us out a whole bunch and definitely tune in next week when we're going to have a whole new kind of layout for the show we're going to have some special guests in studio we are going to do a giveaway so there'll be some free stuff for some people to get we're going to do contests live on the show which will be super fun and we're going to be doing a little bit of a tribute to Valentine's Day because, of course, the Power Hour Love started on Valentine's Day. So oh, yeah. as our tribute this year, we're going to be counting down the five best Valentine's Day opening weekend movies ever. Oh, yeah. It's mm-hmm. going to be a lot of fun. Like Al Bandito said, special guests, prizes, giveaways, just a lot of fun, man. We're going to be celebrating. You guys should celebrate with us. Um, you know, You know, who knows, man? You might even get a little something that you could use on Valentine's Day, too. 
Absolutely, guys. All right, but let's get back to Groundhog's Day. Let's jump right into it, and let's see what the flick was all about. Oh, yeah. Pew, 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 pew. It's about nothing. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so Groundhog's Day starred Bill Murray, Andy McDowell, like you said, came out in 1993, and was the story of a guy named Phil, who's a news anchor, who showed up to do a story on Punxsutawney Phil, yep. uh, you know, the groundhog who looks you know to see his shadow and they have a big celebration but he goes to Punxsutawney what was it uh it, that's, Illinois or something well I think it's uh Pennsylvania Pennsylvania yeah, there yeah. you go you got it and they, I just like to make sure senior bulls paying attention sometimes. <laughs> but yeah so he's up there in Pennsylvania he's gets snowed in he can't leave the town so he's stuck there till the end of the day but then when he wakes up the next day he realizes it's the same day all over again oh you know? yeah and he man. keeps living through that over and over and over to the point where he kind of just gets fed up, starts smashing his alarm clock. <laughs> it plays a Sonny and Cher song every morning when yes. he gets up, and it just drives him crazy. And uh, it takes him a while to really kind of realize what's going on and kind of start to take advantage of the situation. And just a little fun for you guys, can you tell us what Sonny and Cher song that was in the comments? Just throw it in there, man. It'd be <laughs> kind of fun. And, of course, he does exactly what I would do. He starts just eating everything, you know, just being a complete glutton, giving into his vices totally. He starts going around, you know, uh, lying to women, making up stories, <laughs> learning about them, and then telling them back the next iteration of the day. So he's hooking up with all sorts of chicks and just being a scumbag but taking advantage of the situation. But it quickly turns sour when he realizes, like, hey, man, I can't get out of this day. It's the same crap every day after day after day after day. And after what seems like weeks or maybe even months, he really starts losing his marbles to the point where he kidnaps Punxsutawney <laughs> Phil, thinking he's some sort of you know mystic symbol that's keeping him trapped here, and, uh, and tries killing Phil and himself several, several, several times over in the film, each time to his dismay, waking up again at the beginning of the day. So... <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty rugged, um, but obviously towards the conclusion of the movie, he realizes that there's so much good he can do in a single day if he really applies his mind to it. You know, feeding the homeless, helping a kid who's fallen out of a tree, helping some lady who lost her paycheck, a guy that was choking. And he manages to figure out how to have the perfect day and to save all these people a bunch of hassles, some people even their lives. Oh, and, yeah. You know, I remember being a kid watching this movie and thinking, like, this guy was like a superhero. You know, he lived to this day over and over and over. He couldn't die, and, you know, he could help people. And I was like, that's so cool. I loved that concept, man. What what'd you think of that, Flix, in your bowl? You know, it was it was really great. You know, I, I, I love Bill Murray movies, obviously Ghostbusters, you know, the classic Stripes. Uh, what about Bob? I know it's not one of your favorites, <laughs> but I know me and Party Man Will just love that flick. Speaking of which, man, I got you, babe. You guys got it, man. We got Terry D. We got Ben in the house. We got Party Man Will throwing it down in the comments, man. Thank you, guys. Give him some love for that album absolutely guys there you go but just like that <laughs> man yeah definitely a lot of love for bill murray in this movie it was just very different for the time you know it's like at the you know when i first saw this movie i hadn't seen some of the other media that had used this you know plot device but like you said this really kind of you know stamped it in as like you know being like oh it's you know it, it's groundhog day you know absolutely absolutely it got a trope named after itself like we said earlier but we were surprised to find that 
a lot of older movies had actually kind of come close to this premise. I mean, obviously yes. there's the old Rip Van Winkle stories of time travel, Kid in King Arthur's Court, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But they actually made feature films that were a lot closer to the Groundhog's Day premise, almost the building blocks for it. So let's take a look at some of those movies right now. Oh, big ups, man. We got the amazing Brando in the house tonight. Oh, man. If you guys like that theme song that you heard at the beginning, definitely go check out some more of the amazing Brando stuff. Love you, man. Absolutely, bro. Thanks for checking in. Awesome. But yes, like we were saying, we got some movies here for you guys. And the first one here is Turn Back the Clock. This one goes all the way back to 1933. Ooh, man. Yeah, so it definitely, <laughs> uh, you know, like we said, these aren't the exact premise to Groundhog's Day, but you can kind of almost like look at them like a, a pregenitor. And this movie, uh, 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 a man is hit by a car, which he is then sent 20 years into the past. And he has to kind of like relive his life. You know, he changes a few things, but the movie, you know, pretty much climaxes at that same moment where, you know, mm -hmm. he's got to make the choice. You know, does he kind of continue on, like try a different path or, you know, does he, you know, restart again? So won't spoil for you guys if you do try to go <laughs> check it out. But it definitely a very interesting uh, uh, storyline. Yeah, absolutely. Considering when it was written, too. Um, but definitely, you know, that one loop around is pretty wild. I mean, I can't imagine trying to remember and relive 20 years. I mean, oh, if yeah. you asked me to do the same thing I did 20 days ago, I'd probably screw it up. <laughs> like you said, the Groundhog's Day loop is definitely like a what within like a 24 to 36 hour pattern. Yeah, I think they said so. It, it's a continuous loop. So this one was more of like one loop, you know, yeah. so a little different, but kind of in the same ballpark. Yeah, in the same ballpark. But next up, we're going to jump all the way to 1947 with repeat performance. Why don't you tell them a little bit about this one? Oh, man. Well, this one's kind of wild because the opening scene opens up with uh, a woman standing over the body of her, well, former husband. Yeah. <laughs> so she had murdered her husband. And, you know, I guess in those moments following, you know, it's definitely a crime, you know, noir yeah. kind of film, you know, definitely popular in the, in the 30s and 40s. But she wishes that she could go back and just change stuff. So she actually goes back one year in time and then she goes about, um, you know, trying to change the events so that, you know, she inevitably doesn't kill her husband. Yeah. And um, it definitely also, you know, climaxes at the uh, that same moment. But the way that this one turns out is pretty wild. It kind of goes almost with that time machine level thing of, you know, sometimes things are just meant to be. You know, yeah. You can't change things. So. Yeah, exactly. That kind of, uh, you know, time loop where you never end up changing the future. Yes, you know? yeah, no matter how hard yeah. you try. What? Oh, man, we got Justin K. We got Kelly Jade in the house. How are you yeah, guys doing what's today? what's up? Awesome. Thank you guys for checking in. We're talking about Groundhog's Day and time loops. Yes. So thanks for joining us. We're checking them out. We're jumping ahead now quite a bit from 1947 to 2011. Oh, here you go. A movie so, you guys might have actually have seen. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> so we got this flick here that, to me, was very reminiscent of Groundhog's Day, but in a sort of really wild-ass way. We're checking out, whoop, not Edge of Tomorrow. We're getting there. <laughs> checking out Source Code. Oh, man. Okay, you know what's funny is I remember seeing the, the trailer for this, but I'd, I've never actually caught this flick. Have you seen it before? Absolutely, yeah. Okay. As far as time travel stuff goes, I'm a super fan. Like, I pretty much get my hands on everything time travel -y. Um So when I saw this, I was like, I definitely want to check it out. Now, the one caveat to this film is the fact that it takes place in a sort of alternate reality. Because what they're saying is the source code is kind of the memories of a person. 
um, and they implant them into someone's brain, and then they can relive those uh, moments, like the final moments of someone's life. So the idea in the movie is that uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is being like sent into someone else's memory, into their body, but to him, he feels like he's himself, but in this other guy's body in a particular situation where he's on a train that in eight minutes is going to completely crash and kill like th- a thousand people. Oh man. Okay. So but they don't know you. what happened. So like they're sending him back to try to figure it out. And here's the wild thing, right? Through the course of the movie, you start to get the impression that like Jake Gyllenhaal is not actually supposed to stop anything. Oh, okay. And the people are telling him you're reliving a memory, dude. Like you can change stuff that happened because like the computer is keeping up with the simulation. And they're like, but ultimately, we just want to know who committed the crime, you know, how the train got blown up and derailed, and then you got to come back. But so they're Jake, almost like time detectives in that way. Yeah, figure yeah. Out. Okay. But okay. Jake Gyllenhaal's like, dude, I can stop this. I can save these people. And he's not quite getting, you know, what's going on because he's he's like the first person that's ever done this. Now I can see know? this almost being like a video game, you know, like dude. It's there. a wicked cool flick. I have okay. to say, I thought it was super good. If you guys hadn't seen it out there, go check it out. It's got some great action, great sequences with this train derailing and getting destroyed, and a really great sci-fi premise, man. I, I really would recommend it. Awesome. If you guys have seen Source Code, you know, throw down in the comments what you think, man. Throw down some of your suggestions. I see Justin K down here. He's saying, I appreciate all the show <laughs> prep that you guys have done for this one. Well, guess what, man. We got our full hour. We know Justin K is a big fan of the show, man, but we got awesome stuff coming for you guys. So stick around and keep commenting, man. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, next up, you guys saw it. We're going to jump to Edge of Tomorrow. Now, Edge of Tomorrow, man. Oh, now, this is what I'm kicking myself in the butt because I haven't seen this movie. Oh, yeah. And, like, I love Emily Blunt. I love Tom Cruise, you know, and I, and I love time travel stuff. This is the perfect recipe of a movie for me to see, and I haven't been able to get my hands on it. So I'm a little bit bummed. I do know the premise is almost exactly like Groundhog's Day, except the one difference here is that apparently when Tom Cruise gets killed, it restarts the loop. Oh, so it's just mm-hmm. one particular person? Well, uh, uh, I, I, I don't know. I haven't oh, seen there, it. There you go. Okay, so we, yeah, we're kind of <laughs> yeah. just flying by to see. If you guys have seen it, let us know in the comments, man, What you know, if this is definitely in that same vein as the yeah. uh, the Groundhog's Day loop. Yeah, yeah, because I'm, I'm not sure how it goes or how Emily Blunt's involved or if he's trying to talk to her or what. Like I said, I hadn't seen the movie. But uh, I had heard that it's Tom Cruise dying that resets the loop every time. So oh, okay. Should, sure. should be pretty freaking cool. I'm going to get my hands on it. I'll give you guys an update in a few weeks. And when did that yeah. one come out? That one is, came out in 2014. So, so as you guys see, you got Source Code in 2011, and then this one came out in 2014. We're seeing this trope kind of repeated quite often, <laughs> at least in the world of film. Absolutely, man. Well, it's the kind of thing that just loops around every couple of years. Yeah. So, <laughs> What's next, man? All right. Next up, we got one that you guys know we've seen, man. Oh, yeah. Doctor Strange. <laughs> if you guys haven't seen this yet, definitely you got to check it out. Yeah, we might film. throw out a couple spoilers here and there for these shows and movies. So <laughs> forgive us. T- take it for what it is. Most of this stuff is fairly old, but the next couple are going to be fairly recent. Uh, so we'll try not to spoil anything for them. But Doctor Strange, obviously, man... With as, as big as Infinity War is, I think a lot of people have got their hands on it. To give you the spoiler-free impression <laughs> of it, um, he he's able to use a magic device that does let him reset time, almost like the time turner yes. from uh, yes. Harry Potter, which we yes. weren't going to mention because it's 
we're not fans. But and it, that time travel is done so bad in that movie. But I don't even <laughs> want to get into it. But in Doctor like Strange, yeah, <laughs> he he definitely uses a time loop to kind of protect himself and and uh, you know overcome a challenge from an enemy. Uh, so it's really cool. It, it's again only a cycle of about eight minutes, kind of like Source Code was. So it's not full on Groundhog's Day, but he's definitely using a time loop as a weapon, which we just thought was a really cool caveat that we had to include on the list. Oh, absolutely, man! It was funny. Like actually, uh, a few days ago when we posted up the preview for this uh, episode, uh, one of our fans actually put the term that was used numerously throughout this time loop so it's really funny like you said we don't want to get too spoiler because it's a major plot point but yes dr strange definitely features a very important time loop if you guys haven't seen it definitely go check it out dude i gotta tell you kelly j just threw this comment down here she says she did see edge of tomorrow the time resets itself every time tom cruise jumps on oprah's couch <laughs> well, that was definitely a very uh a very loopy moment that's that, that that's for sure i think i have a gif of that <laughs> <laughs> well uh actually a uh, ben c down here also says that it was nothing groundbreaking it was a fun watch there is a loop and uh cruise's death does reset it but there's some other stuff involved in it so yeah thanks a lot yeah, guys man. thanks for throwing in some we'll check it info out. but yeah we'll definitely have to watch that one all right another one that just came out now 2017 just last year i'm trying to i'm trying to make the time to sit down and check it man naked oh <laughs> man here we go we got netflix original coming out here absolutely this is a feature film that netflix produced and uh this guy wakes up in an elevator on his wedding day and he's butt naked for whatever reason and he keeps trying to get to his wedding and uh I guess he can't make it. <laughs> well, definitely, man. You know, I mean, just by the title, man. I mean, if you guys share the video right now, it's going to see that the Power Hour is talking about naked. So we think that might draw in some more love and stuff like Because everybody loves being naked. But They'll talk it, about being naked. I know. But is it who is this? Marlon Wayans, I think yes, it is. That was yeah. It? So, yeah, him being naked, obviously he's got to relive this situation where, you know, he's trying to get to his wedding. <laughs> Same thing. Unfortunately, I don't think either of us has seen the film, but... You know, I know I was looking it up on uh, on you know IMDb and stuff, and it seems like it's pretty favorable. It's yeah. comedy, and that seems to kind of be a thing with some of these tropey uh, or, or time loops. You know, a lot of times it's it's either action or it's comedy. You know, yeah. it kind of kind of goes into those those two veins. But I know we got some other stuff on here to really uh, that go into a different avenues. Absolutely, let's spice it up with a movie we did see and we watched in preparation for this episode tonight. So you're welcome. Yes. We took time out of our busy schedule to watch a movie to tell you about it. But this is the first film based on the Groundhog's Day pr premise that was a horror film. Oh, yeah. So we're talking about Happy Death Day. Yep, definitely. This just came out uh, last year. I think it actually it released on Friday the 13th. So yeah. one of the Friday the 13th. So that, that's kind of cool. But yeah, man, you know, we, we actually just watched this last night mm -hmm. and um, I enjoyed it. I'd heard yeah. a lot of good stuff. You know, I got a lot of, you know, I enjoy horror films. I've got a lot of friends, you know, of course, you know, we got Justin McPatches, you know, they do underground horror radio. They had given it some praise and stuff. So we were kind of looking forward to see it. So what did you think, El Bandito? Yeah, absolutely. It's good. It's a good, solid movie for a horror movie. It's probably one of the best horror movies I've seen <laughs> far as story wise, <laughs> because the story was very detailed and ha had a lot of of uh, good twists and turns and things to figure out. And basically, it's the same premise of Groundhog's Day, but this girl gets murdered at the end of every day. Yes. <laughs> and she keeps waking up and getting murdered and waking up and getting murdered, and she's trying to figure out how to get out of that loop, try to figure out who's the killer if 
she can stop them, you know, and it's really pretty wild. Great actress that's in it. She's she's new, so I don't know her name. I'm sorry. I should have wrote it down. I don't I don't I know I looked it up, but I don't remember. But she's fantastic. The movie's really well produced, it's made by the people who made the purge and stuff like that. Yes. So it's really cool, very good watch. The one thing I would say is I think they kind of rushed it a little bit, kind of towards the middle end part of it, like the third act. Because like Groundhog's Day really the original ninety three movie gives you so much depth into what you know, Phil Bill Murray's character is feeling and how he's kind of coming to grips with like, you know, my life sucks. Is this hell? Is this, you know, some sort of penance that I'm doing? And in Happy Death Day, it kind of just resolves very quickly. And, you know, you do get the sense that the character learned a lesson, but yes. I think they could have given the movie a lot more depth and, and it really, really would have been something special. Well, one thing that definitely surprised me with the film was that it is only rated PG-13. So, I mean, you're not going to get super gory kills and stuff like yeah. that. But, man, like, I mean, for the, you know, it's a great horror comedy. Like, it mixes them well. Um, it, it kind of even gets cutesy in some parts, yeah. I would say. Like, you know, I would say even, like, probably, like, maybe even a kid at, like, 10 or 11 or 12 would be able to watch this without too much, you know, Yeah, yeah they're not going to be horrified <laughs> forever, you know? But so. I would say the best way I've seen it described is it's, like, you know, scream meets Groundhog's Day. You know, like it has yeah. that that kind of fun, you know, jovial kind of side to it where you're supposed to kind of laugh at the dark humor. But then at the same time, you know, it's kind of like, oh, wow, that, that, that character is really creepy. Let's yeah. talk about him real quick, yeah. the killer. He wears this baby mask and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty pretty wild. Yeah, it's like their school mascot, you know, is like this weird baby face thing. But I have to say, I, I love the kind of light part of the movie. You know, like most of it takes place in the day. So, you know, it's vivid and the cinematography is wonderful. Like the, they really paid a lot of attention to that. That was probably my favorite part of the movie. Um, one sequence in particular, it's not a spoiler or anything. Just one of the instances that this girl gets killed, you'll get to see a dozen of them. The guy actually cracks her in the side of the head with a baseball bat, oh, you know? Yeah, yeah. And you see her start going down. And as she falls over, the, the scene just transitions into her hitting her bed and waking right back up the next day. And I was like, that was really slick, man. That was a great transition. So they do a lot of little things like that that really give the movie a great polish visually. So it's really definitely a joy to watch. And, and you know, just like any other horror movies, like I said, I love them. I know Al Bandito's not a huge fan of most horror, <laughs> but, like, it, it, it's kind of Swiss cheese. Like, you know, it's definitely, <laughs> if you go into it looking for holes, you're going to find them, you know. And, 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 like, there's even some stuff that right after the movie we were like, well, wait, what about what about this and what about that? Well, supposedly the movie's been so popular that the director is actually taking like, man, he was like, if I could have made this movie three hours long, I would have. <laughs> but he was saying that, you know, maybe he'll do a sequel where it will kind of fill in like where, why things happened a certain way or, you know, which I think honestly just leave it as is. Yeah. It, 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 it's still yeah. solid. Yeah. It works. You know, Absolutely. You're, you're not left there like, oh, what? No, it's everything wraps up, but th there are like I said, just details that they kind of just gloss over that you're like, well, okay. It kind of ends up being like the end of Star Trek First Contact, which is a great <laughs> example because that's a time travel movie. Yep. And you remember at the end of it, uh, they're stuck in the past and Captain Picard walks onto the bridge and Geordi just looks at him and he's like, hey, I was able to match the temporal sequence of the Borg ship. And Captain Picard's like, great. And he's like, we'll be able to get back in time in no time. And he's like, all right, cool. And you're like, how the <laughs> hell can they just do that all of a sudden? You know, like that didn't take any explaining or more depth than whatever. Absolutely. You know, <laughs> all in all, it's a movie. But man, you know, it's super exciting. You know, we, we've covered a lot of movies here that kind of deal with the, you know, Groundhog's A time loop. But man. 
You know, there's a bunch of TV shows, a bunch of video games yeah. that also deal with the very similar loop process, and we're going to get into them real soon. Absolutely. But for right now, what do you say we take a break? We jump into some podunk news. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Podunk News. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Power Hour of Love. I'm Charbel, and this is... El Bandito. Awesome, man. How are you doing tonight, El Bandito? Oh, I'm doing great. I, you know, it's been a great day leading up to this Groundhog's Day, and... Oh, man, you know, <laughs> and come to think of it, man, you know, here we are in the newsroom, man. It's time for us to get to some podunk news, man. Well, let's do it, man. No if, horsing around. <laughs> if you guys, <laughs> we said we were going to do it at least once, guys. We thought I might get a chuckle out of the guys that have been here since the beginning of the show. But, yes, uh, you know, starting off podunk news, man, we got to talk about stuff that's going on in the crazy world of podunk. What's better to start it off than to talk about that crazy game where people run into each other constantly and throw a ball back and forth from the field and then some, like, random celebrity <laughs> from, like, 10 years ago gets to take up 20 minutes of your time but yeah. yes we're talking about Jeez. the super bowl but man yeah, yeah. T- talk about a time loop that doesn't seem to go away every year this shows <laughs> up and i'm just like i don't know why everybody's watching this and why i can't freaking order a pizza today that pisses me <laughs> off three and a half hours they said for me to get a pizza i had to go to chipotle not that i got a problem with chipotle i love chipotle if they want to sponsor the show hit me up that's great we have a huge fan base look there's like eight people in here right now commenting they could all be enjoying your chipotle you know but, it man well you know just like how pepsi sponsors that uh, super bowl halftime show every year you know like he said hit us up man but yes we do got to talk about that the yeah. Uh, the uh, Eagles, you know, uh, uh, Pennsylvania, you know, up there in Philadelphia, man, they took home their first Super Bowl win. Yeah, I can't believe that's the first time they ever won. I mean, I- I'm surprised by that because I always think of them as like a really good team. Sure. But, you know, I don't follow sports. What do I know? <laughs> I love this Ben C down here. I know he's a very avid Patriots fan. He's like, you guys, you guys don't have to talk about that game. <laughs> well, we just wanted to mention it real quick because it definitely belongs here in Podunk News. Not just so much about the game and how it all you know played out and stuff because we really we watched maybe like yeah. ten minutes of it. And we're like, yeah, we're gonna go watch Happy yeah. Death Day, you know. <laughs> but we got to talk about what transpired afterwards in Philadelphia. Now they won, <laughs> yeah, and then they still proceeded to practically burn their town to the ground. Absolutely, they went full on soccer rage. <laughs> I mean, climbing poles, knocking down you know stoplights. I saw a. Video where a guy's literally like you know he's up there like shaking it like i mean he looked like a like a like a wild animal or something just shaking the light you know how big those things are right you know and he's up there shaking it and the light actually kind of detached now he didn't i mean the dude could have (laughs) fallen to his death luckily he i think then he realized yeah i better get the hell off this thing but one other one other video i want there was a uh an eagles fan who actually got down and started to consume some horse feces you know dung that's like you know in the city they have like the horses that walk around yeah. with the with the carriages i mean he's a fan i mean i would have thought maybe they're going to try to make like a patriots fan or someone <laughs> but, but no no this is a fan of the winning yeah, team hey dude it's some turd burglar out there just having the time of his life man <laughs> you know whatever if that's how you want to celebrate you can tell we picked an unbiased photo to show sure, sure. you know our appreciation for all the fine athletes who play the game and to all the great Philadelphians who, 
don't beat us up. That's great. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, we're totally a fan of watching you guys do crazy shit that we get to add on the podunk news. Yeah. And I mean, the thing is, is do like, it to yourselves. There though. was even like <laughs> a, like that. There was even a notice member that the NFL said, like, do not show any photos. Do not talk about the game unless you're affiliated with the NFL. So guess what? <laughs> we're not going to do that. But we do see Justin K saying that the best Super Bowl was at El Bandito's house when Janet had her nip slip. I agree. <laughs> Absolutely, man. That was pretty wicked, bro. Although I have to say that like ruined freaking radio for a super long time. You remember the Ooh. love doctors couldn't say anything yeah, like was... even remotely sexual after that? You're like, what? That was pretty lame. But... Well, it looks like it's starting to erupt a little bit of a comment war here. So we're going to move past the actual <laughs> City game. of brotherly love, I, man. I, I, where's, well, where's the love? Well, there's definitely fans of both sides on here. And we're not here. You know, we're, we are definitely not a sports show. Yeah. Granted, we just talked about pro wrestling last Last week for like an hour and a half, but pro wrestling. That's yeah. entertainment. <laughs> Sports entertainment. Absolutely, man. So let's get on to the fun part of the uh, Super Bowl. Absolutely. Look, oh, Brie Laurie just joined in. Oh, yeah. She missed man. all the football stuff. They, I'm sorry. I know you're a fan. It's uh, gone. That's it. <laughs> We're we talking see. about commercials now. Woo, man. This, you know, I remember even being a kid and being like, this was like the thing that I, I, I looked forward to. Yeah. Do you know? Do you want to know which which commercial or which which company had the most commercials this year? Oh, I bet I could guess. Can I guess? Go ahead. Who go wants ahead. to guess in the comments with me? I'll name four things, and you can post whatever your guess is while I'm guessing my four. So I'll give you a little bit of time. I'm gonna guess Verizon. I'm gonna guess Bud Light. I'm gonna guess iPhone because God, they won't get off my Hulu. And I'm gonna guess Pornhub. Pornhub. <laughs> Now, if they were on there, I could see, you know, they'd have some. I get ads for them on my phone all the time. I have no idea why. Yeah. I ne no idea. Never go there. <laughs> Likely story. <laughs> well, we already. Oh, oh, we got. Oh, man. People are blowing it up, man. I love it, man. <laughs> they got it. Tide has had the most commercials. Almost every every break, there was a Tide commercial. And I posted, <laughs> I think what was a pretty funny meme earlier today that said, with all the money that they're making off these people eating the Tide Pods, that's how they had the money to pay for these commercials. <laughs> Dude, I, I believe it. We're, join us next week for our three-year anniversary show where we're going to have a guest in studio eat Tide Pods. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but look at that. Bree shouting out Michelob for Star-Lord. Those are epic commercials with him. I absolutely love that. The only reason I guessed Bud Light was because of the Bud Light Night hey, commercials. Was cool. that was Dude, those things kill me. I see them all the time on, uh, on Hulu. They're yes. all over Hulu, and I love that, man. The guy just, you know... And his suit looks like it's made of the cans. It's good stuff. I'm a fantasy nerd. I'm sorry. I well, like well, you know, <laughs> and, and another thing that came out was this Doritos commercial, Peter Dinklage and full-on, like, tr you know, Tyrion Lannister attire yeah. doing a rap. Yeah. And then, like, it follows up with Morgan Freeman doing a rap about Mountain Dew. I mean, that's kind of cool. It's funny. <laughs> it's it, it's like people – that's going to get people talking. Plus, you know, we all know that Game of Thrones is the, uh, you know, Song of Fire and Ice. Mm -hmm. So, you know – uh, Tyrion's over there rapping about these hot Doritos and, you know, Morgan's rapping about this cool Mountain Dew that came out. So I thought that was kind of cool. I wonder if that's like a, a little bit of a spoiler or a tease. Morgan Freeman's going to be in the last season of Game of Thrones. <laughs> Bree down here just said, is this a Tide ad? Hey, listen, if Tide wants to give us a sponsorship, yeah, we'll, we'll eat we'll all the things they want. We don't care. Whatever they want us to do. Well, oh, they don't want us to eat them. They don't want us to eat them. Okay, sorry. But also, we got to see a lot of cool uh, trailers for yes. last night. 
Yeah. Why don't we talk about some of the ones we saw, man? What do we got over here? We got Solo. I didn't see that one. Oh, you didn't I see it? it? I think I was in the bathroom. Oh, <laughs> I, I did catch it. It was a minute long, which was really? surprising yeah. for, you know, being a, you know. How many the, people were in the trailer? Like, what do you mean? Like, how many different scenes? Were you, I keep you, thinking this movie's about one person. <laughs> well, we saw the guy who's playing Lando. <laughs> okay. We saw, you know. A behind shot, like from his back, you know, showing, you know, him talking to somebody from, you know, the Imperial forces, like trying okay. to get a job. But the very last scene that says, you know, what's your name? And you see the actor's face and he doesn't even get to say anything. But then the word solo popped up. It was cool. It looked neat. It's like, cool. uh, you know, I, I think a more full full trailer is going to be more exciting. Mm-hmm. But it definitely, I think, piqued people's interest to be like, well, mm. you know, we'll we'll put a link up here later in one of the YouTube cards or something. For our Star Wars The Last Jedi review that we just did a couple weeks ago. If you guys haven't checked it out, head over to YouTube, check it out there, man. Throw us a like and subscribe. That'd be super awesome. But yeah, man, I'm I'm really not interested in what's going on with Star Wars, man. That last movie was so bad. <laughs> it just I feel like it punched me in the gut. And I've seen a couple of reviews and people talking about solo, and I'm just I'm just not excited, man. <laughs> Being that it's like a prequel film, I've got a little more faith in it. Cause I did like why uh, the other prequels were so good. Well, no, 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 not that level. I'm talking. You mean about like Rogue like, One? Rogue One, yeah. yeah okay. we're not prequel in the you know earlier you know between those yeah. two times. But either way, enough about Solo. There was yeah. a lot of other cool stuff. Jurassic World Part Two or Fallen Kingdom that showed some more. Mm-hmm. The one thing I could say about that one is like. You get the idea that they're going to take the dinosaurs off the island again. Yeah. And that didn't work out so good for the other movies. So I'm kind of yeah. like, eh. I know a lot of people didn't like The Lost World. I thought that was awesome. I definitely want to see dinosaurs just eating up a city, oh. dropping the 76 ball and wrecking shop. You know, there's no more 76 gas stations nowadays. Oh, there you I go. Yeah. that. Well, you, like you said, you know, it definitely, you know, I, I enjoyed Jurassic World as well. So we'll have to see where it comes. Another new movie that's coming out. It's called Skyscraper. The Rock is in another Man. like disaster film, but this is not Rampage. It, it, that one too. Wow, <laughs> yeah. man! But this one's about this is like churning out movies, bro. <laughs> it's like the tallest building in the world. Okay, and I guess for some reason his he's like like a designer to come and try to like evaluate it, and they don't even listen to him. But I guess his family gets to stay on like one of the floors of this building. Of course, like okay. you know, a hundred floors below, there's like a disaster, and now he has to figure out how to save them. Okay. Like I said, this sounds just like that, like, what was that, uh, uh, San Andreas? Or, you know, it just seems in that. Sounds sa- like Die Hard. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, once again, The Rock's going to have more disaster movies this uh, this year. Hey, it's all good. Of course, they released a new trailer for Infinity War that I purposely didn't watch because I like going in fresh. I got my trailer already. I'm sure I'll bump into it eventually. Uh, a couple weeks ago, they had the trailer for Ant-Man and the Wasp came out. Oh, yeah. If you haven't seen cool. that, you know. Take a minute, we understand, after the show to go and watch that, not now. But that was really cool. Uh, The other trailer that I saw that I was pretty uh, excited about was that they announced that Cloverfield, the Cloverfield Paradox, Mm -hmm. which was originally titled The God Particle to try to cover it up and stuff like that, isn't actually going to be released in the theaters April 20th. It is available on Netflix right now. And it was available as soon as the Super Bowl ended. And I was pretty surprised by that. I Thought the name was great and going to work out good for the show. Didn't have any time travel stuff in it, so I didn't watch it, you know. But uh, but that's pretty cool that they actually released, you know, like I guess Netflix kind of bought the rights to release it on Netflix instead of in the theater. And I'm blown away by that, you know. And last but not least, Mission Impossible 6. You know, we yeah. talked about Tom Cruise a little bit earlier, man, and just 
he's kind of the forerunner of that production studio that makes the Mission Impossible movies. So, man, as long as he wants to make them, they ain't going away. And, you know uh, it, man. You know, yeah. Simon Pegg's in there. So I, I kind of dig the last couple. They were, they were fun. A little more Mission impossible now that he has a team and stuff. So we'll see what happens here. Well, that's about it for the uh, Super Bowl ads and, and trailers. But, man, we actually have some podunk news for you guys i know we get a lot of you know cool messages and stuff that people enjoy when we tell you about the crazy stories that are going on out there so we're going to hit a couple of these real quick before we get back into our time loop discussion absolutely let's see what we got oh man talk about uh (laughs) philadelphia you know before things really started hitting the fan uh native philadelphian uh molly schuler won the won her third uh wing bowl by consuming 501 chicken wings I think 501 could, chicken wings. I think you could beat that one, El Bandito. Wow, man. I, I mean, in, I know. In 30 minutes, though. Yes, that, that, that's the one. But I, you know, we, we've consumed some real killer wings, yeah. man. I'm telling I you. I think I did that on my 21st birthday. You did? Yeah. Justin K might remember because he was there. But I don't know if he stuck around long enough. Or I know we had some other friends who passed out in bushes. Maybe he was helping. But uh, yeah, I remember Party Man Will was there. And I was super hammered. And I ate like a dump truck, dude. I must have ate like two <laughs> quarts of rice. It was insane, like uh, Chinese fried rice. But, yeah, we had ordered this giant thing of chicken wings, and I was wrecking them, man. But I can't imagine eating 501 wings and looking like this chick. You I, know, know, yes. I know we can't really see her face in the picture, but she's all right. Totally, man. <laughs> well, here's a real crazy thing. You know, you hear, you know, wing bowl, you know. Apparently, it drew close to 20,000 people for the wow. attendance. It was held at the Wells Fargo Center. And um, to watch, uh, you know, people came to watch, you know, this girl beat her record, which was previously 444 wings. Oh, my gosh. So she does this on the reg. That's awesome, man. You, you know, wasn't there that guy on the Food Network that would always go around and eat crazy shit? Yeah, like, his name was Adam something. Yeah, they shut his ass down. Like, yeah, I think no, he, had, he like, shut oh, his own ass yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, man, yeah. He that stuff. He had a heart attack or something. And they were like, bro, you can't be eating that junk no more. You see him now, he's like, you know, 80 pounds lighter and he's like hosting like wine. Yeah. You know? That guy's a riot, though. I like him, man. He is They cool. need to give him another show. I'd watch him. <laughs> All right, what's up next? What's what up next? Here? What do we got? Oh, like a robot or something here you got. What is this? We know we got a lot of coffee fans out there, man. Well, here, check this out. A robot now prepares coffee in downtown Tokyo in a cafe down there. So what it is is that, uh, you know, you go up and you order your your, your coffee with this robot, which his face almost looks kind of like an iPad. Yeah, right. You know, but um, the human center iPad, (laughs) it costs. 320 yen, which equates to about $3 a cup per, you know, per cup of coffee. Okay. And what the uh, what the robot says is, uh, would you care for a delicious coffee? I can make one better than any human being around here. Pretty bold statement, yeah. robot. But Notice how he's not in Venezuela. <laughs> you know it, man. He's in <laughs> Tokyo. But, man, what really, when I read this story, man, you know what really came to mind? That Japanese people don't know nothing about coffee? <laughs> what are they boasting? <laughs> well, no, man. It makes me think of that robot in Fallout 4. You know, the, the, <laughs> no, the noodle robot guy? Yeah, that's yeah, like yeah, yeah. Tarashaki or whatever. He's like, oh, no, 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 no. He makes your noodles. Did you ever find that one that like you can bring home with you? No. And he like, makes stuff around your house? Yeah, oh, you, you have to find tapes, and he'll like make you beverages. Like uh, uh, the, that beer. What's that beer they're drinking out there? Oh, man. 
Hey, I know Party Man Will's in the room right yeah, now. Yeah, right? Hit where, that up, man. Where, where what's, the, what's the Fallout beer? That I know it's not the Sunset Sarsaparilla. I think it was like a beer or something he would make. <laughs> I don't remember. Oh, here's a, just in case a program for your pleasure. <laughs> That'll be the next thing. I don't like. know. Hands like that. This guy might be something else, man. But definitely, yeah, this robot over here will now make you a cup of coffee. I know it does have kind of that little curved area. <laughs> In between his tongs there? I guess for holding cups. Oh, he said Gwendolyn Stout, I guess. Is oh, the... okay. There you go. Gwinnett. 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 You go. Yeah, man. Good yeah. stuff. Thank you. Thank you, party man. Yeah, we knew we could count on you for any of our fallout lore. You so. know, it's so funny. We were talking about it a few minutes ago, and now here we see this chick who's eating a ton of food yeah. and this robot that like does menial tasks. And I'm thinking back to what I said about those Pornhub ads. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's just move on. <laughs> there we uh, go. Oh, <laughs> this is what we're moving on to. <laughs> well, you know, of course, you know, we talked about something that's going on up there in, in Pennsylvania. We talked about something in Tokyo, Japan. We're going to give you guys a guess. Where do you think this <laughs> took place? Could it be Georgia, Alabama, or Florida? <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's happening in Florida. <laughs> Actually, back in July of 2017, a Florida man stripped naked after robbing a bank and he was throwing the money in the air has been found not guilty. Of doing that stuff? Yes, or? yeah, by means of insanity. Okay, I was going to say, <laughs> they have a photo. They'd not be like, that's the guy. <laughs> he will remain in jail uh, while receiving mental health treatment. Mm-hmm. Good idea. You know, apparently the man reported that a chip in his head <laughs> compiled, told him to rob the bank so that he would be able to pursue a career as a comedian. It's funny. <laughs> I'll give him that. It's funny. <laughs> Oh, oh, look at this. Mr. Fusion's in the room. He goes, did this happen in PSL? (laughs) It wouldn't surprise me, my good friend. No. No, actually, it was some other location in Florida, but I'm sure it was in the South, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I have to say it's, you know, that whole insanity plea thing, on occasion, maybe you can pull it off, but... This guy had the right idea. You know? <laughs> I mean, no one's looking at this guy like, ow, oh, he probably knew what he was doing. <laughs> well, definitely, you know, we were talking about Naked earlier, the movie. Well, that guy was living uh, <laughs> living naked. He was know? naked. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So we're ready to jump back into some time loop? Why not, man? Let's jump back in the studio and let's let's see what's shaking in the... You know what? Let's go somewhere special. You want? No, we can't go somewhere special. Oh, why not, man? This I, is a special episode. It's right I before know. our anniversary. Or I was going to say we should jump over to the video game zone, but we really can't. But you know what we can do? What's that? Let's do, We can use the video game zone transition. How about that? Let's do it. That'll at least look pretty cute. Let's see it. Here you guys go. Video game zone. <laughs> and I wanted to play my music too. Cool. There you there go, you go, man. That was awesome, <laughs> man. But definitely that gives you guys a little sneak peek of what we might have in store for you in the future. But man, now we're gonna dive in to some video games that deal with those great groundhogs day like loops that we were talking about earlier. Absolutely, guys. I was hella surprised when Senior Bull started bringing up some of these different games and it sparked my memory about a couple different games as well. So we were like, man, this is pretty cool. We're definitely going to have to talk about some of these games and uh, just remind people of not only past games that had this sort of trope in it, 
but also future games that are pretty much going to nail it right on the head. So let's get it started with a heck of a throwback right here. We're talking Final Fantasy 1987. Oh, man, yeah, you're talking about the original gangster right here. You know, I mean, don't get me wrong. I know we got a lot of gamers in the, in the comments here, and we know that, you know, there's been numerous games that kind of do deal with time and stuff with the, the Final Fantasy genre. But, man, this original story has a really cool time loop in it, at least from a storytelling perspective. You want me to dive into this one, LB? Absolutely, dude, you do it. All right, man, I'm sure you guys all remember back in the day, you know, either picking this one up or renting it, you know, on, on the uh, NES. And, man, you know, it was just, it was crazy because, you know, you're kind of like, wow, this is really cool. It was pretty hard, too, until you really figured it out or you had a buddy to tell you what was up. But, man, what I think everybody remembers is going to that castle, uh, you know, to try to rescue the princess. And, you know, the, the, the once good knight Garland has now, like, become bad and he kidnapped the princess. So, effectively, you know, as you're going through, you're fighting some goblins and stuff, but really... Garland is like the first boss, you know, and yeah. you know how it is anytime in a game. The first boss is your weakest, you know, <laughs> so you pretty much school Garland. You know, you got a couple of levels up on your way over there and you beat his ass and you rescue the princess. But he like disappears like into at the time you don't know what, mm. you know, then after like, you know, 20, 30 hours worth of gameplay, you know, towards the end <laughs> of the game, you meet up with this guy, Chaos. Oh, and you man. soon learn that Garland actually escaped into a time loop. And he's been there pretty much honing his skills and becoming more and more of a badass. Yeah. And he's become chaos here. Oh, there's Garland originally, you know. And, and uh, th that's what I love. Like, this guy needed to be more badass. <laughs> <laughs> well, absolutely. You know, it's Final Fantasy. So, of course, the swords have to be, yeah. like, incredibly massive. But yeah. I mean, demon wings and horns definitely upgrade, I suppose, <laughs> you know. Absolutely, man. And, you know, like I said, I know a lot of people, you know, are like, I, I beat Final Fantasy, but let's be honest. Did you beat it with like the game genie? You know, because <laughs> it was it was definitely pretty pretty long. And I mean, if you said you beat it without a guide, I mean, we're probably just gonna yeah. say you're lying. But definitely, I, I don't lot. think I've ever beaten a Final Fantasy ever. <laughs> like I usually get about a hundred hours in. I'm like, oh, this is enough of this already. <laughs> it, it does definitely wear a little thin and a lot. But man, yeah. being that this was the first. You know, I will definitely say that I did play it to the end with some assistance, you know, from that good old <laughs> GG. But, man, and, and, of course, you know, a guide. And, actually, I saw my buddy Terry D in here earlier. I know we used to rock this one out a lot on the old Nintendo. But, yeah, it's just cool that Garland actually escaped into a time loop to yeah. become more evil and badass. So, kind of cool, you know? Absolutely, man. And if we're going to talk about time travel stuff and people in loops and doing all sorts of crazy stuff, we can't skip out. On Chrono Trigger, man. Oh, absolutely, man. Yeah, I know we're kind of like, yeah, Japanese, you know, RPGs, you know, definitely use this a lot. But yeah, man, Chrono Trigger, I mean, this game is all about time travel and quite a few different time loops and paradoxes pop up throughout the course of the game. Why don't you tell them how many endings this game has, yeah, El Bandito? You're lucky if you find one of their 13 different possible endings to the, to the <laughs> game. Pretty cool stuff, man, to think that kind of planning goes into an RPG game where, you know, even at the time, you were still getting a pretty decent amount of choices. Oh, yeah. You know? It wasn't like NES days where, oh, I got a warp pipe that totally derailed what this guy was doing. You know, no, they had pretty complicated things that were going to happen and lead you to these different endings. So it was really, really pretty ambitious and pretty awesome, and it came together well. You know, it was a good game. 
Absolutely, man. And, you know, it was 1995. This was on the Super Nintendo. If you guys, you know, if you look at this art and you're kind of like, man, that looks really familiar. Uh, the artist who is famously known for doing like Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, you know, also did the artwork for Chrono Trigger. So that's where the familiarity kind of comes through. But like we said, from the storyline, man, I mean, you want to talk about a game that deals great time travel and cool stuff where you alter different things, plant things here go in the future and it's changed stuff this game for its time like you said with, with its limited amount that it could have it was it was it was a very complex game absolutely man hey look at that brian e just jumped in to say what's up what's up buddy thanks for stopping in and checking out the show we're talking about time loops and all sorts of different stuff so stick around you're going to have some fun especially in our next segment when we talk about tv shows i know you've seen a couple of them man so stick around i hope you enjoy Oh yeah, well here let's let's move on to a game that hasn't come out yet, but you guys would be very interested in. Yeah, man, this this got me super stoked. This is called Escape the Loop. It's not just a clever name. <laughs> when when we checked out the trailer for this game, man, I got really excited because this is definitely the most Groundhog's Day esque game ever released. Oh, its yeah. announced date is still to be determined. They haven't put an official stamp on it because it is an independent game and it's constantly being developed. They put out a notification saying that they're kind of redoing a lot of animations and uh, artwork in it uh, because they got such an outpouring from the community and such an influx of money that they're trying to make the game even better right now. Oh, yeah. So we're still waiting for this release date, but the trailer for it's pretty epic, man, where you wake up every day and you have five minutes of game time to learn everything you can about why you're stuck in the loop. And you have to figure out how to get out of the loop yourself as the player. Now, every when the five minutes is up, you restart. You you wake up again as the player, and you have five minutes again to try to learn whatever you can. But the coolest thing about it is that unlike the Groundhog Day mechanic, the game randomizes all of the actions of, of the other characters in the game. So you're not playing through the exact same scenario over and over. It's a slightly different every time. Things oh, yeah. are in different places. People are in different places. But all the clues are still always there. They're just randomized. And you have to keep running through the loop again and again, trying to find all the pieces that you need to be able to beat the game and escape the loop. Sounds really cool. What do you think of that, man? Oh, man. You know, like you said, when I watched the trailer for this, it's so, like, mysterious and kind of, like, like you said, I think even at one point you hear the alarm clock going off, so you're like, oh, man, there's Groundhog's Day right there. Yep. But just the different things, man. You know, After the show tonight, if you guys jump on over to YouTube, definitely watch the trailer for Escape the Loop. Like we said, I think once it comes out, and like I said, I think right now I think its main platform is PC, but I'm sure this is going to make its way to the consoles as well. So I'm super stoked to check it out. Absolutely, man. And last but not least, I wanted to throw out one honorable mention so to speak for this game i think it was called quantum gravity or something like that oh um it, i know what you're talking yeah, about it, it yeah. came out on the xbox one a little bit ago i remember when it first came out i wanted to get this game so bad and it was basically the concept was that you played as a guy who had control over time where you could slow something down and replay it and reset it and i'm not sure how much of that was actually gameplay and how much was just the cinematics of the game but, dude, it took forever to release, and yeah. I kind of forgot about it and never got back to it. But if anyone's played it and checked it out, please leave me a comment because I'd love to know about it and know if it's worth getting, man, because it sounds pretty wicked. Uh, maybe I'll just grab it and do a Twitch stream on it or something. But if you know, 
Shoot, shoot, shoot me a message. Shoot me a comment. Let me was know. Was it Thank Quantum you. Protocol or no? Is no, that, I don't no? think. I think it was called. Oh, I don't think it was Quantum Gravity. That might have been a book I read. Like I said, I, I, know. I know what you're <laughs> referring to. It was is is being put out by the same guys who did like Alan Wake and yeah. The um, um, I think it was shit. like the Mirror's Edge people yeah. or something like yeah, that. They, they, I don't I, know. A very cool game. I mean, like I said, I haven't heard much, so who knows? It might not even be out yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, that one's definitely out. I know it came out because it was a long time ago that I remember seeing the trailer and being upset that I waited like a year for it and it like never showed up. But anyways, I should have done some more research on that, but it just popped into my head. And I was like, oh, I remember that. So Mr. just throwing out some info for you guys. Mr. Fusion threw out uh, Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask, classic uh, Zelda games. Absolutely, yeah. man. You know, definitely they do deal heavily with the time travel trope. I don't know if you could say it really kind of goes in with the, uh, you know, the Groundhog Day you sure, know, kind sure. of thing. Maybe there's like an event or something. I, I don't really remember. Uh, I, yeah. I know Ben's calling out Prince of Persia in the Sands of Time. Oh, and That yes. was definitely a game where you could replay the last few seconds and stuff like that. I mean, even South Park, the fractured butthole, that's out right now. <laughs> you know, you get time farts where you can actually change. You can pause gameplay, rewind time, and stuff like that. And I love that aspect of it. I think it's super great. So, yeah, not full-on loops, but enough effect on time to really add a whole new level of gameplay to stuff. So I'm really digging it. Absolutely, man. You know, it, like I say, it, there's there's a lot of cool games out there that deal with time travel. Yeah. But like we were saying earlier, man, if you guys are looking for something that hasn't come out yet, definitely check out this Escape the Loop because I think it's going to be pretty killer. <laughs> Absolutely, guys. All right. We're going to jump into some more news real quick. That segment ended up being a little short, but hey, that's all right. We're, we might actually get out of here within the hour. Uh, probably not. It's like 50 <laughs> minutes now. Hey, but, man, people are still rocking and rolling with us. So, yeah. Yeah, man, we're if you guys are having fun, let's, let's keep doing it. But we're going to give you guys a little bit more info with some cool news coming up right now. Podunk News. All right, man. Like we said earlier, if you guys are fans of the stuff that crazy news that's going on out there in the world right now we got all the cool stuff for you here on podunk news and we like to kind of use this time as like an area to kind of like go into some of the crazy like video game news that's that's happening and while this first story is a little sad it's also really cool because we know you guys are going to recognize some of this amazing box art absolutely man well definitely man if you guys don't recognize one of these covers here um you know, you might be a little on the younger side, but man, we got Ninja Gaiden, Contra, and Batman, which was released on like back on the PC Commodore 64 style. The reason we're talking about these uh, box arts this week is that uh, classic video game box art artist uh, Bob Wakelin passed away last month. Sad story, definitely. But man, he actually did all the art for this uh, for for these collections here. And I'm sure many more games that were you know not as classic as these ones yeah. like at least it's iconic yeah but absolutely i mean dude the c has made its rounds why don't you show them how far that c got there you guys <laughs> go there's your contra c right there man <laughs> So I definitely probably owe Bob uh, Wakelin a little bit of money on that one, but no, <laughs> but no, absolutely, man. It was so you know so iconic. You know, I could definitely say about Contra. Me and my uh, my cousin Fred, man, we would play this one for hours. You know, while guys were punching in the Konami code to get um, you know thirty lives, like we were putting in Game Genie so that we only got one, and we would try <laughs> to beat it. And I'm telling you, we got to the the final boss and we both got killed, but. 
Man, that's, that's still our, a hell of a run. Jeez. Yeah, hell yeah, dude, without dying once. That's yeah. how much we knew the game. I mean, <laughs> classic stuff, Super C, Ninja Gaiden, too. I know Fred was a huge fan of, so if he was on here tonight, he'd be blowing it up. But definitely, man, you know, rest in peace, uh, Bob Wakeland. You know, like I said, he created a lot of awesome art. Absolutely. We're going to show him some love. But we got some cool news for you guys now, video game related. Oh, we know this is a favorite of ours, <laughs> and a lot of our listeners and stuff dig in this game and play. Definitely, if you do rock out Friday the 13th, the game, put in the comments where you guys play. We can all rock out together. But we got good news for this one. Why don't you tell them what's up, El Bandito? They have released a brand new Jason. That's right. We got part five, Jason. And a whole brand new map. I didn't catch what map it was, though. Tell them what the map is. The map is Pinehurst, which is the location in, in the Part 5 movie. So they definitely ah, tie yeah. together. Yeah, yeah. Man, it's been a while since I jumped on the game. I feel bad. I know I talked to Justin K and I was like, dude, let's get on there and play. And then, like, I never showed up there. I actually got a message on my Steam account from someone I used to play with on there, uh, Jeebus. And she's all like, bro, where are you at? You haven't been on here in, like, two months. <laughs> and she's like, we just got new stuff. Get over here. So I'm like, oh, man. So I'm going to have to get on there maybe this weekend or next weekend or something. Well, man, if you're feeling a little out of practice, man, I have jumped on there recently. And, you know, they have the new offline bots thing yeah. where you can go in there and play as even the new Jason. And, yeah, you get to kind of see what some of his new kills are, you know, kind of see what his abilities kind of range with. But, man, yeah, really cool. You know, we don't want to spoil too much about where this Jason comes from, but he's definitely – He's got some uh, some different tweaks, you know, <laughs> for, for, for how he, he activates and stuff like that. But lots of fun, great additions. Yeah. Gun Media, you know, those and Elphonic, man, they're doing just such they a great job. It. The one thing that's cool about this, completely free, you yeah. know, download. So yeah, yeah. If you it? own the game, you get the stuff. Hell yeah. Can't beat it, man. And if you guys got the uh, virtual cabin, you know, uh, two months ago and played through it. This is a little spoilerific, but we've given you guys two months, but they have announced that we will get the Grendel Space Station map nice. and Jason X. <laughs> That's my favorite, man. From day one, I'm like, I want to play Jason X just because he looks cute. You know? And that was like the first Jason movie like I ever saw. Like I went to the theater to see that. I literally couldn't tell you one scene in that movie. It was, <laughs> I thought it was so dumb when I saw it. I don't remember a thing. Hey, about I, it, but I, I'll never forget going to see it. <laughs> I just hope they have that holodeck type scene where, like, you know, you can, like, kind of trick Jason into thinking you're, like, over here, but you're not, you know? But, yeah, man, people are definitely... They're, they're throwing in the comments their love. We're getting we're seeing some people put their screen names. That's awesome, man. We're so glad you guys are digging it. Absolutely. I saw Party Man Will say, put Jason X in there already. <laughs> well, he's coming, there man. There you go. You know, probably sometime between now and the summer, man, we're definitely be diving in and playing as that Uber Jason from Jason X. Absolutely, man. And you guys can find us. Uh, I'm D3 Chavez. He's just Charbol everywhere, man. He's so lucky. No no one else has that screen name. <laughs> so he's Charbol over on Xbox Live and on Steam. I'm D, you know, as in David, three, the word Chavez, uh, both on Steam and on Xbox Live. If you guys want to shoot us a friend request, man, oh, we'll definitely get online, play some games with you. If you guys haven't already checked out our playthrough and review of Friday the 13th, again, we'll throw a little card or something up here to link over to that video on YouTube, or you guys can head over to YouTube, check it out. We do a great review of the game. If you haven't tried it out, you haven't played it before, it's going to tell you all the awesome stuff that you oh, get yeah. with this game and show you some of our gameplay at the end that's really just wild and funny and hilarious, and it's just pretty cool, man. If you guys got some time, you got nothing to do, go check it out. It's super fun. 
I guarantee you'll have a good time at least watching some portion of that video. Oh, definitely, man. Lots of fun, man. But, yeah, definitely. We look forward to playing some games with you guys real soon. But, hey, guess what? You know, we got some cool news kind of coming at you guys. But, man, now we got an event that you guys should know about. Absolutely. All right, man. This is the benefit for chainsaw. You know, we we're just talking about Jason and stuff. I mean, I know he didn't really run around with a chainsaw, but you know, we're not just talking about any chainsaw. We're talking about Vero Beach's own Joe Grover, man. You know, recently uh, uh, Joe uh, had some real hardships kind of come in where he's having some some difficulties working. So the bands that you know we all love Joe. He you know he he's put on so many great shows at the Stamp up there in Vero. Um, I know he played at Reunite with the Strip Mall Avengers. So definitely hope things get better, man. But yeah, they're throwing together this awesome benefit for him, man. The bands are getting together and rocking out at night. If you guys want to check it out, it's Saturday, February 10th. So this upcoming Saturday, the show's kicking off at 8 p.m. And what better place to rock out a tribute for Chainsaw? And his birthday bash, can't forget that, you know, <laughs> is uh, at the Stamp in Vero. It is $10 admission. Uh, you will get a raffle ticket with your admission. Uh, prizes for the raffle include tattoo and and uh, re- uh, restaurant gift certificates. I mean, I'm sure not together. You know, either winner, <laughs> I mean, that would be kind of a cool a tattoo combo. and a restaurant. We'll open it up. I'm sure the health code will be outstanding. There you go. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, bands include OSF, who recently returned. Break the Hero, Joe Dyer, our hero, is definitely going to be there. Uh, Put to the End and many more. So definitely check it out. Sponsors include Enemy Inc. Uh, tattoos, Outback Steakhouse. Man, that's Look. pretty nice. They sponsored the first episode of the Power Hour. That we did. <laughs> Absolutely. And Mr. Fusion will tell you because he got that gift certificate. Absolutely. He'll be here next week to tell us oh, all about it. Man. <laughs> but yeah, definitely, you know, guys, go out there, support uh, Joe Grover Chainsaw. Man, he's been a great uh, tribute to the um, the music community here in the Treasure Coast. So definitely go out, celebrate his birthday, and um, help them out throughout this hard time, man. Absolutely, guys. Like we said, here at the Power Hour, man, we're all about spreading the good times and spreading the love. Here's a great time. Let's go and spread some love. Let's do it, man. All right, ready to get back into some more time loops, man? Yeah, let's do it, man. Let's 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 cycle back on back. Let's keep it spinning. Oh, that's my video game zone. I guess I could have changed that back to the ribbon. That's all right. Hey, that's all good, man. I, I still think that's an awesome uh, transition, man. If you guys dig that transition, throw it, hit that little love button in there, man. I love it. So give them some love, well, man. Show some love for the video game zone, you man. You know it, man. Or maybe not. We, we ain't going to show them no love. Oh, uh, no love right now, man. That, that's because the video game just rules, man. You know, we just. And the video game just got pissed. It was like, what do you mean you're bumping me? You bumping me? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Fusion saying he didn't receive his gift certificate. Well, guess what, Mr. Fusion? Next week you'll be in here, man. You could definitely tell everybody about all your. Uh, all the love. Oh, hey, there we, we go. Love. Yeah. There's some love for Mr. Fusion. How about that? There you go, man. Awesome. <laughs> you can cry your woes next week. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, we're back to talking about some awesome time loops, man. What are we covering now, man? We are covering the TV shows, man. It's a moment you guys have been waiting for. If you're wanting to hear about some Star Trek, I saw people blowing it up in the comments earlier, man. We're going to talk about an episode of Star Trek. We're going to talk about some fantasy shows that have this sort of thing in it. Some other sci-fi shows. We got all sorts of cool stuff, man. Let's, uh, let's jump right into it. You want to jump right Let's it? do it, man. Rock it on. All right, man. Now, I know a lot of people are keeping up to this week after week, just like I am, and we're hitting you with something right current, right off the bat. Woo! Let's, oh, oh, my little graphic died. What happened? Let's do it. Let's do it. 
Oh, the Agents man. of S.H.I.E.L.D., man. We know you guys love it. We did our video, what was it, the second video we ever yeah, did or something? Yeah, yeah. was all about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 5, uh, right when it was about to air. We did a preview episode about it with Kelly Jade. Like I said, we'll throw a card or something up here so you guys can click over link to that. But uh, it was like our highest viewed video so far. People absolutely loved it. So we're like, hey, man, we'll keep you posted on what's going on in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Absolutely. But again, we want to stay true to the show. You know, we don't just want to be mentioned it every 10 seconds trying to get trying to get some extra viewers. But this week, man, this fell right in line because they just announced that they are actually stuck currently in a time loop. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, perfect timing. Absolutely. You can't beat it, you know. But, yeah, so anyone who hasn't seen the show or is trying to keep up and hasn't caught the latest episode, we're not going to spoil anything for you. I know they've kind of been teasing this for the last few weeks, and they finally just hammered the nail in the coffin, and we're definitely, like, caught in the loop. But, you know, the whole cast and crew of the show there, you know, they're traveling through time and doing all sorts of crazy stuff. We'll leave it at that. It's a super <laughs> great show. If you love it, throw some love in the comments. Um, if you guys want to hear more about it, throw Throw a comment down there. We'll do another episode all about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for you guys and what they're doing so far. Uh, but for right now, we just wanted to let you guys know, if you haven't seen Season 5, if, if you haven't caught up with the show lately, they are definitely dealing with some future tech, some time travel, and some really cool themes in the latest season, man. You guys might want to go and check it out. So have fun with that. Awesome. All right. Now getting back to our throwback, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's know. cross over. Definitely, man. You know, the, the, the Twilight Zone was always known for its uh, surprise endings and just really wild concepts. Know. Oh, man. dude. And even earlier, I saw Ben C. throw out there that, you know, some of H.P. Lovecraft stories were, you know, kind of dealing with temporal loops and stuff like that. And just different, you know, really like it was like you could get lost in time and space in H.P. Lovecraft's world. So definitely, yeah, you know, a lot of Twilight Zone, you know, definitely borrowed from those those things. But one episode in particular that we want to talk about is called Shadow Play. <laughs> so the thing about this one was as a man, he's on trial for uh, a murder and he keeps reliving what he calls a nightmare, but he's retaining knowledge every time they execute him so this definitely does fall very close into that um uh you know the groundhog's day like thing but more almost like a mix with the happy death day where he dies every night but he's retaining his knowledge but here's the wild thing in his loop things change sometime this person from his memory might be this guy or this Mm. you know so things alter so i mean there are some steady differences there but i would say like as far as like the classic stuff goes this is very close to the the Groundhog's Day time loop that we've been talking about. Absolutely, man. Yeah, it sounds like it hits the nail right on the head. I know they have this whole collection of the Twilight Zone on Netflix right now. And oh yeah, man. Like I know we burned through a couple episodes. I know I haven't caught this one yet, but I'm gonna have to check it out because yeah, man, their premises are always so spot on in that sci-fi genre. And the way they've really cleaned up the footage and all, it's just beautiful. It's really good stuff, man. So. Absolutely. And this episode is available, I think it's in like the second or third season. So you guys can go check it out. Shadow Play from 1961. Whew. That's throwing it back there, man. I'm going to jump back in time a little bit too, but not quite that far. Look, here we go. We got a, oh, we got an image go. Shadow there for play. That. Sorry, there. I forgot to click that over. I was looking here. Party Man Will's just smashing that love button <laughs> like 80 <laughs> times for, uh, for Twilight Zone. It's making me laugh. You guys are big fans. Yeah, but yeah. I'm going to take us back only a couple years, about the 2008-ish range, and I'm going to jump back to Season 3 
of Supernatural. Okay, very popular CW show. Absolutely, man. A very popular show all the way around. This thing is like up to its 13th season now. So this thing is wow. really rocking and rolling. It doesn't seem like it's stopping anytime soon, and I don't blame them. It's a really good, fun show. It's a very guy show, so it's pretty cool. You know, <laughs> brothers driving around in their cool car, you know, fighting monsters and stuff. So it's a lot of fun, but it does have sort of that charmed element of supernaturalist stuff that you can kind of get your girl to sit down and watch this. So it's fun <laughs> for the whole family. But I'm taking us back to episode 11 on season three called Mystery Spot. Now, Mystery Spot is absolutely an homage to Groundhog's Day. Oh, cool. cool. No doubt about it. Uh, the brother Sam, he relives the same day over and over, continually having to deal with the death of his brother Dean. Oh, wow. So, That's pretty heavy. Yeah, right off the bat, within the first few minutes of the episode, Dean gets killed. And you're like, oh my gosh, dude, that's terrible. You know? Um, let me see. I got a graphic of it there. Yeah, you're, it's pretty like, whoa, man. And Sam wakes up, bam, just like Groundhog's Day, on his alarm. The uh, alarm clock is playing uh, Heat of the Moment by Asia. You know? <laughs> okay, okay. So he continually wakes up to this song every morning uh, right after seeing his brother die. And it's like, yeah, sometimes he gets a piano dropped on his head. <laughs> I mean, he gets hit by cars. He gets shot. He gets killed by monsters. And they're in the same town and they can't get away. They can't get out no matter what they do. His brother dies over and over and over again. And uh, what I really like about this episode and why I wanted to bring it up was because as it's an homage to Groundhog's Day, this really delves into the depth of the toll it takes on Sam to watch his brother die over and over oh, and him being okay. unable to stop it. Oh, that's and, pretty heavy. Yeah, yeah. The actor does a great job of really showing how he kind of breaks down, you know, and he's just having a hard time even facing his brother every day because he knows what's going to happen. Well, like we were saying earlier, like, you know, Bill Murray's character in Groundhog Day, like he's he's on a, on a job assignment in a different town, so he doesn't really, like, see anybody. Well, he sees some people he knows, but, you know, he's not, you know, he's, he's visiting somewhere, so you, you don't really see him have, like, a family or friend interaction there. So it's like this really kind of drills that home in a different um in a different aspect where like his yeah. brother is the, yeah. is the central point. Yeah, absolutely, man. And again, like I said, he really gets shook up by it to the point where at the end of the episode, he's like coming to pieces, uh, just wondering what he can do to get out of this situation. And if you haven't seen it, that's all I'm going to tell you, man. Go check it out. It's a super fun show. I think anybody who sat down and watched just that episode uh, would have a good time. So it's available on Netflix. Go and check it out. Super fun, guys. Hope you enjoy. Real quick uh, second, man. I just noticed that in our comments, man, we've been joined by the mighty Bill Casanelli, man. Oh, man. Our buddy Bill from up way up in Maine, man. Definitely good friend of ours for many years, man. If you guys were, are really into the horror movie stuff, definitely check out his show, The Horror the horror mafia man they have a podcast man you can check them out on itunes and stuff great show man great to see you in here bill yeah thanks for stopping by and in a few weeks i think we're gonna have a uh, full-on rpg dungeons and dragons episode so we'll make sure oh, to give you a shout out yeah. to stop on by many many a great games played with bill in the bat in the past absolutely man but i see you're heading out to go do a podcast yourself so have fun we'll try to check it out as soon as we can absolutely man what do we got next all right coming up next we're going back to Star Trek The Next Generation. We know you guys have been waiting. <laughs> Who's got the big ups for it? Yeah, yeah we're going to have a drink of water. Yes. Feel free to throw some likes. <laughs> Plus, we got a lot of talking to do for this one. So. <laughs> oh, Absolutely. there they go. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, thank you guys so much for all that. It's a lot of fun, man. It, it, it keeps us going. 
But we're jumping back to 1992, the episode Cause and Effect. Oh, man. So it's even predating Groundhog's Day. In a, you know, in Absolutely. Movie. Yeah. Yeah. So the Enterprise gets stuck in a loop whereby the ship is continually destroyed. Let's see. I think I got a clip of that, too. Uh, I got a clip of Kelsey Grammer. There you go. Is that it? <laughs> I think that's it. That's oh, all I got. Oh, a little <laughs> yeah, I... we're on a time loop here, jumping <laughs> back and forth. I thought I had a clip of the ship getting wrecked. I guess I don't. Sorry, guys. Oh, I, I love Party Man Will here. He says, it's about goddamn time. We, we know that it's about time. <laughs> I know. You should have been here during the first loop, Will, and you would have got it earlier. But anyways, in cause and effect, yes, Kelsey Grammer shows up as a captain from uh, more like Kirk's time, as you can yes. see. So. What's cool about the episode is that he's stuck in a time loop where he's getting sent to the Enterprise's time, and that ship collides with the Enterprise, and the two ships both are destroyed. And they keep reliving the same loop over and over as you're watching the episode, and it just starts right over. As soon as it's destroyed, it like cuts to commercial, and when it comes back from commercial, it's playing where the episode began. It was so cool. So you're kind of like, yeah. hey, what's going on? The first time, the first few times it happens, you're just like, oh, wait, wait, wait. But, yeah, ultimately you realize that they're caught in this loop and they're trying to do something to figure out how to get out of it. In true sci-fi fashion, they have some cool technology where they can pick up echoes and whispers of their past loops and are able to determine what happened and save the Enterprise and the other ship in the end, saving Kelsey Grammer for his super awesome guest appearance on Star Trek, which is super cool. Well, what I really liked about the episode is um, where, it, where it began. It's one of those classic openings where they're sitting in there and they're playing a friendly game of poker you know yes and then that's where no like, help to the klingon <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that's pretty funny data, yeah data was definitely giving uh wharf a hard time on that one but yeah it was, it was it was just cool that they start to catch on like wait a minute like they get that whole thing like i think i'm having deja vu yeah which is definitely something you all you hear i mean in happy death day and stuff mm -hmm. they say i think i'm having deja vu and it's kind of cool that that kind of works its way in with that where they're like wait a minute what, what's happening here but like you said just, just yeah beverly can remember all the cards that they're about to deal as yep. it's going around really yep. cool and like you said the thing with the commercial break like when you watch it on netflix like it's so like <laughs> i mean i could just imagine if you were watching it and you walked away and then you came back you'd be like like with the commercials actually in there on TV. Why the hell are you walking away from Star Trek, man? Well, you know, maybe you had to use No, don't be going to the kitchen and getting a soda or something. You pause that shit, man. But there Star was no Trek. pause back in the day. You know, you just had to sit there holding your Definitely. Your okay. If it was like, I thought you were talking about you watching it on Netflix or wandering out of the room or something. No, no, no. I, I, I'm very uh, attentive when I watch you're, you're, you're in the zone, huh? All yes. right. Well, I'm going to drop some cool knowledge on you guys out here. When they cast this episode and they got Kelsey Grammer involved, the producers and stuff were trying to get Kirstie Alley to come back and play Lieutenant Savick, you know, reprise her role and make her the first mate of the ship. Oh, so they ended up hiring this actress that they thought like looked like her a whole bunch <laughs> to kind of play the same part, you know, as they cover up her ears and stuff like that. Just for the simple purpose of being like the, you know, Kirstie Alley and Kelsey Grammer starred together for so many years on Cheers. Yeah. They were like, it'd be cool to see the two of them together. That'd be and they were like, fun. okay, well, this is the best we can do, so we kind of make it look like they're together. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. Man. Yeah, I just thought that was a trip. <laughs> I, I was going to say, like, you know, Memory Alpha, that website, like, you go on there and sometimes you can read some of the trivia. Like, they do, there's a lot of cool stuff that's behind almost every Star Trek episode. So that, that's Absolutely. I've never heard that before. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff out there, a lot of rich history in the Star Trek world, man. So that was just a neat little nugget of knowledge, but something that gets totally 
passed by. We kind of clipped it a little bit earlier. We may have uh, gave you guys the inside info. You'll feel like you're in a time loop seeing the clip come up again. But man, we're going to talk about this show that doesn't get enough credit, man, The X-Files. Oh, you know it, man. You know, and I mean, That's one thing. Like When you talk about different tropes and stuff like with horror and sci-fi and stuff i mean i would have to say like the x-files did a great job like peering into each one of those but man if we're going to talk about you know groundhog's day like loops we got to talk about monday from 19 <laughs> uh 1998 so it was definitely in the later half of uh uh, of the X-Files. Absolutely. But. I think this was one I actually missed, which I'm pretty bummed about because when I heard you talking about it, I was like, dude, that's killer. But I know I, I only caught the first couple of seasons of this, then the movies and so on from there. But yeah, man, considering this is made by the same guy that made Breaking Bad, yes. Better Call Saul and all yes. that, this was like, he cut his teeth on this back in the day. So man, if you haven't gotten around to checking out the X-Files, you're missing out on a lot of cool stuff especially if you're a fan of the Twilight Zone or any kind of anthology. This is like an anthology show because of all the weird stuff that goes on. But by the same token, you've got Mulder and Scully kind of being your linear continuity through the show. So it's it's a awesome premise, really great. Why don't why don't you tell me about this episode I missed? So in this uh, in this episode, a woman desperately attempts to change the outcome of the events of the day where she's forced to relive again and again where her boyfriend explodes a bomb during a failed bank robbery oh man so definitely it's got a pretty like it's almost like on the same wave as as supernatural where yeah. like it's a family member that she's trying to to save so i mean being the time frame i'm, I'm sure the guys from supernatural might have even kind of tapped this a little bit for yeah some yeah resource, so. so but so Mulder and scully aren't looping through time it's this other woman well they're actually they get affected by the bomb blast as well oh, so man. definitely it has some real effects i know uh party man will our, our resident uh x-files expert i'm sure he's seen this episode and he could <laughs> throw some stuff in the comments about it. i mean like the one thing they like said about the x-files is it's it, it touched on so many wide array of, of, of subject matter yeah. and had a lot of great uh, special guests and directors. I know there was like a, uh, an episode directed by Stephen King. Wow. Uh, our buddy Jim Rose. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah, he was in there. Uh, yeah, he was, he was definitely in there with the Enigma. But yeah, this episode in particular, if you guys are looking for something that's very much in the vein of Groundhog's Day, definitely has a very similar premise. And, you know, you'll have to watch it and see how they get out of this loop absolutely guys i'm gonna have to check it out because i haven't seen that one yet but man it sounds wicked cool i'm totally digging it i hope you guys enjoyed all the cool time travel stuff that we've talked about tonight if we missed a show or a film that you've seen that deals with this premise or if you just happen to like a particular time travel scenario loop paradox whatever throw it in the comments i know uh ben c threw some some curve paradox in there i'd never even heard of earlier <laughs> so feel free to explain that in the comment man or send me a wikipedia link if you're like dude you could look it up <laughs> but yeah we appreciate it man let us know what you guys have seen out there so that we can check it out we hope we introduced you guys into some cool episodes shows and movies that maybe you hadn't heard of and we hope that you guys enjoy the trope absolutely man so what do we got? What do we got next, El Bandito? Are we are we are we closing us out for the night? Do we have any more? In there? Yeah, I actually put your those uh, last few sides over in the news. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Do we want to do want to just call it a night or no? We, we can head to the newsroom one last time. Why not? All we're right. not doing any news. We're just going to do some final words, but we're going to jump in the newsroom to do them. Absolutely, check it out, guys. 
Podunk News. All right, guys. Well, one thing we, you know, I think we've already kind of proven like how much like Groundhog's Day's like legacy has, you know, changed things in, you know, in our in our media but man there's still you know even though the movie is you know so many years old like it still actually has stuff going on to this day like this slide we have here uh the movie itself wasn't filmed in in the town you know in in pennsylvania it was filmed in woodstock illinois oh that's why i kept thinking it was in illinois okay yeah so that's the whole thing now here's the cool part man on groundhog's day and actually, I think you could even do this throughout the year as well. They offer like tours of the different filming locations. <laughs> so awesome. you can go to the, you know, like you said, the the cafe where he goes, yeah. you know, and, and the different part, you know, where they, where they have the thing in the park. Yeah, the know? movie theater where he cuts the chainsaw, ice sculptures and stuff. Exactly. So it's kind of like you can live out your own Groundhog's Day. And yeah, man, they just, they, they, they really embrace it, you know. So they call it Groundhog's Days. Which I guess probably not just for the one day, probably that week they have a big celebration, uh, you know. And, and yeah, man, they, they they do screenings of the film. They have like a big dinner, like dedicated, nice, you know. And then yeah, the the touring of the filming location. So it's pretty cool. Heck yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun, man. I don't know if I'll ever make it out to Illinois, but if I'm ever in Woodstock, I'll go check it out, man. Absolutely, man. All right, I also heard some news that. They got a full-on Groundhog's Day musical that you can go and see. Absolutely, man. You know, this premiered in the U.K. in uh, 2016, and now it's over here in the U.S. in 2017. So definitely, like you said, man, it's it's, it's based on, on the film. So definitely the characters are going to be the same with some, uh, some music pieces thrown in there so i think it'd be very cool i'm, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a fan of musicals you know? yeah i dig it man i yeah. mean i kind of wasn't then the first south park movie came out and i was like <laughs> i could get into it that's pretty cool <laughs> hey if you're into musicals put a like in the comments <laughs> <laughs> yeah if you're down there watching those crossover episodes of the flash just to see the musicals yeah. <laughs> those are good episodes <laughs> I, they're, they're pretty awesome so what's next man all right last but not least Yes. An ode to the military. Thank you guys for all your service and stuff like that. Uh, we actually came across an interesting fact that they actually use the term Groundhog Day for an extended or repeated tour of duty. Absolutely, man. This was first used by Bill Clinton in 1996 where he was talking about uh, certain uh, events in Bosnia and mm -hmm. how things were being repeated. But, yeah, even up to the point of the... Uh, uh, the times in Iraq, you know, that that a lot of the servicemen and stuff will be like, "Yep, I'm going on another Groundhog Day," you know, because it's yeah. like they just feel like they're never getting out of that loop. So yeah, same yeah. same crap you guys deal with, you know, all in the name of freedom, all in the name of America, and to give us the opportunity to do the stuff that we do, man. So thank you guys for that. People have uh, said that it's uh, almost taken the place of the World War II snafu. <laughs> and if you don't know what that means, go check it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the classic foo bar. That's always yes. been my favorite. Yes. But all right, let's jump back in the studio and we'll say goodnight to you guys and let you go. How's that sound? Oh, it sounds good, man. All right, guys, welcome to the Power Hour. Thanks for joining us today. <laughs> <laughs> Having some fun with you guys. But, man, 
you know, if you guys had fun tonight, we know it was a real sci-fi heavy. You know, we jumped into different media and stuff, but it sounds like everyone was still having a good time in the in the comments. We always appreciate you guys liking and sharing and interacting with us. But man, like El Bandito mentioned earlier, which you know we're in a loop right now, so we're going to talk about it again. Tell them what we're doing next week, El Bandito. Absolutely, guys. We're having our three-year anniversary episode. It'll be a lot of fun and pretty exciting. We're going to have some giveaways for all you awesome listeners out there. Uh, we're going to have a special guest in studio. Like we said, Mr. Fusion oh, himself yeah. is coming in. We're going to have some fun with him. We're going to do a big Valentine's Day celebration. We're going to be counting down the five biggest, well, I shouldn't say biggest, our five favorite opening weekend Valentine's Day movies, like movies yeah. that opened over Valentine's Day weekend. You know what I'm trying yeah, to so say. Yes, they don't just have to be love <laughs> stories, but if they opened up on that weekend that you kind of yeah. like dragged your girlfriend or wife or significant Or mother. she dragged you yes. to see some movie out there, <laughs> let's face it. But we we did some research on this, and we found out that some kick-ass movies came out over Valentine's Day weekend. I think you guys will be super surprised at what they are, so make sure to join us next week, and uh, you know, you'll get to hear all about that and let us know what you think of the movies we picked as our five favorite Valentine's Day weekend opening movies. <laughs> oh, yeah, El Bandito. Like I said, I'm super stoked, man. We're going to be celebrating our anniversary. And like we said, it always falls right around Valentine's Day. So we always have some real cool stuff for you guys. Absolutely. We'll be spreading the love with some prizes, some games, and some contests, man. We hope to see you guys there. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. As always, we'll see you next time. If you can throw a like and subscribe, like the page, whatever, do that. That's awesome. We love you guys. Thank you so much. Have a good night. Yeah.